The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Do that again. Do what you were doing. Keep doing that. <laughs> Keep doing it. Oh, God, I hate that sound so much. <laughs> I don't know why you would start off the show by making that noise. It sounds like some good-ass mac and cheese. It does kind of sound like some good-ass mac and cheese, mm. but it's such like a disgusting noise in general. Like, uh, you know what it triggers for me, though? So when I was little, Ben used to... <laughs> He'd be like, oh, I have to tell you something. And he'd like go to whisper in my ear. And he'd spend the first 90 seconds going. Ew. So, <laughs> On purpose? Yeah, well, he just like, because his braid darts like six different places every <laughs> every time he speaks, he would like have to sit and like formulate what, he, what secret he was trying to tell you. So he would just sit there and be like, um. So, so I, I think we should, I, I think, and I'd have to be like, Ben, hold on one second, like let your brain back catch away up from me, mouth. let your brain catch up with your mouth and like, come back to this when you are ready to talk you, about it. You and him both very much still do that though, to this day. He, like when you tell a story, it's, it's very much like your, your brain is moving too fast. <laughs> like cannot formulate the words in time that's just what happens it brings back like too many things that i'm thinking of and either i go like i get sidetracked into another story or like it's it's brutal having our brains because our brains just like jump everywhere (laughs) what were so you had five siblings or not five siblings you're one of five yeah what were some of the like worst things like what was if the siblings were to get under your skin, what were the ways they did it? Okay. Let's talk about my youngest sibling trauma. <laughs> For most of my childhood, all I wanted to do was play video games with my siblings. But because the um, Nintendo 64 only had four controllers and I was the fifth and the youngest. And, you know, clearly that leaves me as the one who doesn't get to play. <laughs> But instead of telling me that, just being straightforward with me, they let me think that I was playing and say we were playing Mario Kart. I'd be like, why is my character not moving with me? This is really weird. And I just they just let me figure it out on my own. Um, so thank you for that. You know, I, if it helps, and I don't know how much it will... But I feel like all older siblings and all older cousins did that to their younger siblings. I respect it. I, the youngest, I think the youngest is the last. Because we definitely things, did but... that to Ben. Like yeah. when me and my friends were over, we'd be playing like SmackDown versus Raw or something like back in the day. <laughs> and, you know, at first when you had like certain video game systems, like the N64 was so cool because you could play with four people yeah. back in the day. And like P- if you had like a PS1 or PS2... 
you really didn't have much option for it. But then for the PS2, they made this adapter that you could plug into the second one, and all of a sudden it had five more ports to it. Wow. So it was like a game changer. So we used to plug Ben into a port that just didn't work <laughs> or, like, did nothing, and we'd, like, have, like, a tables, ladders, and chairs match or something <laughs> like that, and he'd be like, he'd be like, it's not moving. We'd be like, no, you're this guy. You're, like, this guy or whatever. Then halfway through, we'd be like, oh, like, you're the ref <laughs> or, like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, aside from that, though, they were pretty good to me. We, um, we, the five of us, would stand in solidarity a lot of the time together. Whenever um, somebody broke something or, um, you know, made my mom mad, she would ask who did it. And we would all one by one just very slowly either raise a hand or stand up one by one. And she would never find out who did it because we would all take the blame together. Do you ever see the original Spartacus? No, I have not. There's the famous end scene of that is like they're asking who Spartacus is out of the whole army. And each one of them starts standing up. They're like, I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. And they're all like taking the fall for him yeah. or whatever. We did. <laughs> I feel like we did that a lot in my household. too. So the worst one. <laughs> so we had gotten that red couch that used to be in our living room. We got that when I was like a sophomore or so in college. And the one day I was home and it was still like fairly new. We had just gotten it like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And. Ben keeps jumping from the table onto it. And we're going, you need to stop. You're going to bust that at some point. Like at some point, it's just going to be too much momentum. Of course, he's not stopping. So at one point, he does a jump, (laughs) hits the back of it, and we just hear crack. Like this big support beam just Uh. broke inside the couch. And we all sat there for a second just (laughs) staring at each other. And we made a pact in that moment. And, like, months later, my dad's asking who did it, and we're all like, I don't know. I don't know. Me, I'm like, I'm not living here at the time. I don't know. I don't know what happened or whatever. And then, like, something happened, like, two and a half years later or something, and Ben was being, like, disagreeable. And I was like, oh, yeah? Well, Ben was the one that broke the red couch, like, two and a half years ago. And, and like, it's still, it still hurt, I bet. Yeah, a little bit. There's something so funny about that moment where you know you're going to get in trouble or you just did get in trouble and you just sit in silence and kind of let it seep in the shame. Ooh, that's that's the worst. That moment getting caught doing something you know you're not supposed to be doing and just knowing in that moment there's nothing you can do to change it. (laughs) That there's nothing. You're like – you're desperately – in any form of your consciousness, trying to rewind the last 15 seconds. Oh, that would be the best. I don't know. I feel like I'd mess with time way too much if I had that ability. Way, way too much. Any any of the movies like The Time Traveler's Wife or whatever, these, you know, um, about time, any movie involving a character that went back in time, their downfall in the movie is that they utilize it too much and they mess shit up. And they ruin their life. They they get it back in the end, but... Did you ever see Time Traveler's Wife? Yes, I have. That's a good movie. I love that movie. I don't think we've ever watched so that So emotional. It's so sad. I went to... I think that was like... Maybe like the first like long-term girlfriend or something in high school we went to go see that. Oh. I know you hate to... You did? Yeah, I know you hate to talk about my life before I met you, but everything, everything got better once 
I got you. So you're in the right space. Don't worry. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a really like you don't expect it to hit you as hard that as it does. Sad. About time is the same deal. That movie is so so amazing. Like easily one of like whenever I think of my favorite movies or movies that like just were so meaningful to me, that one always comes up. And it's mm-hmm. just. It's so special and so funny and happy, but also just so sad and yeah. That's and that's one of happy. the sadder ones I've seen. I feel, but it like. make it it ends on a happy note. It definitely makes me feel happy after watching it. Yeah, well, you like movies ultimately that make you feel happy walking away from it in the end. One hundred percent. You need closure in your movies. I, I need feel like closure, and I need an escape from everyday life. So I don't want to see sad endings. I don't I, I want people that. to die. I get that. Well, that's why we were talking about time travelers. So we'll talk about one of our favorite ones. So um, number five from Umbrella Academy, like mm-hmm. that, that last season ended perfectly where it was like, okay, you know, they're okay, mm-hmm. but what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Like that was such a cool show beginning to end. Oh I'm so thankful you got me into that. Ugh, it's so, so good. good. I... Things like that always make me really nervous with movies or um, like superheroes or things like that where you're always like, ooh, what's the extent of their power? When are they going to like stop being able to d- defend themselves or use this as as an escape? It's that part that always makes me like anxious. Yeah. It was cool how I, I like how they incorporated my, – my favorite thing about it is how they incorporate the dad into each of the seasons. Like so far even though he's dead yeah. supposedly – He's been, like, popping in and out of, like, everything with uh, Umbrella Academy. And I think that makes it so cool. Like, the whole stove sharded. It's like some bomb is dropped. Yeah, exactly. But, like, it was cool how they incorporated him in with Five to be, like, to teach him that it's not, like, years he needs to be jumping. He needs to start with seconds and just oh work God, the way definitely. through Definitely. I still think about it. I, I That was... The first show in a really long time that after the season finale, I was like, oh, I cannot get this out of my head. I could not stop thinking about it. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt with Hacks when we just watched it. Oh, yeah, Hacks. Um, with, that was really good. For those of you who haven't seen it, Hacks is on HBO right now. It's with Hannah Einbender and Jane Smart. Uh, and it's just from start to end, I did – first of all, I had no idea what it was going to be about going into the show. The re- the reason I got into the show in the first place was because one of my favorite MMA fighters just retired. And when he was doing an interview, he talked about how he had filmed for a show called Hacks on HBO. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to support my guy because, <laughs> like, he's really good. Mm-hmm. But once we started, it was so addictive and so easy to get into, I mm-hmm. feel like. I I had heard about it because Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny um, was in it, and um, the writers from Broad City yep um, wrote for this show. Yeah, Paul Downs. Um, so it was very similar in style, but uh, so good. It Such was a good watch. It was so fun, and um, the end of it really got me. It like it very the end of the first season like. The way they had wrapped it up, because you were in the same boat, I had no idea what was going to happen with it. The whole premise is it's um, a comedian who's kind of going down the end of the road of her career and a writer, a young writer who is trying to make her name in the entertainment world and things like that. So they end up getting paired up through an agent and it's them learning their ebbs and flows and their relationship and everything like that. 
and it's just even some of the stock characters they have in the mm-hmm. show are so fun to watch. Like um, Megan St- uh, Stalter, who plays the the assistant. I'm trying to remember what her name is. Um, <laughs> Kayla. Kayla, the assistant. It, like, she had some of the best, like, one-liners <laughs> throughout episodes. Oh, my God. Those are the best characters. That's the characters I see you, like, playing best in, like, <laughs> shows or in sketches or anything like that. Like, those ones that you can just have fun with and really make your own. It's fun being, uh, the, like, the comedic relief being that character. It's a nice job to have. Well, you're a clown by trade. Oh, I clown. You I do cl- be clowning. You clown more than... I feel like all the people I've had on this show in the past, like, eight episodes since you've been on have been like, oh, Julie's so funny, or oh, you've got such a funny fiancé, or you got this, or you got that, and it... Were they wrong? No, but, you know... <laughs> It still hurts a little bit. Why does it hurt? You're funny Cause too. Because it's, cause it's I, I yeah, I guess. I don't know. You're funnier. You're way funnier. I know that. I don't know, man. See, that's like six times I've admitted it on here at this point. We have only been on the air like four months. And I didn't even have to pay you. You didn't even have to pay me. Why would you ever have to pay me for something like that? I don't know. Isn't like a, I feel like a relationship you just have to be like, the ultimate hype man for the other person. Like 100%. you have to just like keep supporting them no matter Romantic what. Romantic and do. friend friendship relationship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, any relation any like good relationship. Any relationship I have, I want to hype everybody. I look up. at coworkers like if they come through the office and I see they're frustrated, I'll be like, You're doing great. Mm-hmm. And like they're just like, Thank you. Like it's just like a a moment to like stop, breathe or whatever. It's nice to be a happy person in the workplace because I think every single person has that one person or those few people or who knows how many people that you know you can just count on them being miserable like every day yep and so you kind of just become desensitized to it but it's nice to to just be known for being a happy person or not even you don't even have to be happy 100 percent of the time it's just nice to be that person who like just kind of goes with the flow and and has you know a strong backbone because you need to you need to these days. You need to. You you really do. And it's I, – I was saying to a coworker today, we're on this earth, earth for what? Like I'm going to say 75 years maybe. Right. Why spend it being miserable and unhappy and bringing other people down yeah. when you could boost people up and feel better yeah. in like the brief time that we're here ultimately? And if the job isn't paying you enough to stress you out that much – Get out. That's all I'm going to say. Get out. That's it. That's Just it, go. period. We've both worked some jobs that we've been like, yeah, this is not the move right now. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you know immediately. I honestly love my job. I love working in the hospital. But, man, working is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know it really would be so much easier to just like win the lottery or like hit the jackpot investing Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like that and just be able to like live off the land. But no, it's like I have so many years of this left. I know. But again, it comes back to that. Like, is that the attitude you're going to have? Are you going to be miserable about the fact that, you know, you have a lifetime ahead of this or are you going to suck it up and... Get over it at some point. You Trust just me, gotta I still cry. I still be sad. I still get pissed. But 
at the end of the day, there's more good than bad, and the good is more powerful than the bad. And yeah, that's absolutely for sure. That it's it's way more. Any time, I think. Oh, I think the, that I said this when we were on with Lisette that darkness always is out, but never spills in. Light always spills oh, out. Oh yeah, darkness that was never that really in. good quote that she was. Yeah. Did you come up with that or did she? I said that. You did. And then, but that's something I heard a long time ago from somebody, and it's but it's resonated because it's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. Like your darkness will never be able to like spill into light. Light will always overpower mm. that shit. Ooh, that actually makes me. While we're on the the work um, thing. It makes me think of, like, anyone who's ever had a customer service job in any capacity. Oh, my God. Those those people that come in and are just so crabby and nasty to you, they end up being those assholes that you just kind of, like, tell your coworkers about or you tell your family about and you, and you laugh at them because they're like, what a stank bitch. That's all that, that that moment was good for. That's all that comes out of that. It's just stank. People definitely have bad days. Do not get me wrong. But you are 100% in control of how you talk to people, and there is no reason for you to talk to people crazy. No. no. People who have nothing to do with, you know, your stress. Okay, so let me come back to myself. <laughs> now think about the the tiny, tiny... <laughs> those t- The people that you see just, I don't know, tiny gestures of kindness yeah. um, without even trying to be kind. It just warms my heart and i see that i do see that a lot in the hospital people really really care about each other and um want to help each other out or help a stranger out and it's so nice to see and one of the things i love about working in the hospital it is really sweet um think about those good moments or those good interactions that you have with people who are just so kind and good to you for no reason and that i mean i think about that for days i go home and i think about those people and like that's what really sticks with me, those good moments, yes. good people, goodness. Yes. Not those nasty wasties with the stank attitudes. Okay, so let me tell you about one that I actually told, dealt with that I've told you about before. Okay. <laughs> and I know we're trying to stay away from the negativity. I think it was before we started. To, yeah, it must have been. So uh, it was the day before Thanksgiving, the one year. I was still working in Budways. Mm-hmm. This uh, family who was less than proper, I'll say that, less than proper. Um, they were trying to do something with the register that you physically couldn't do on the self-checkout ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had signs up to say that like they couldn't do it and like blah, blah, blah or whatever. Threw a huge fit about it. Huge fit, huge fit, huge fit. And... Um, to the point where I had to calm them down, the manager had to calm them down. And then they finish up with the order or whatever. And it's this old woman, like 65 or 66 years old. And she's walking by me at the uh, checkout account or at the stand where I'm at. And I go, have a good day. <laughs> and she goes, bunch of fucking jerk offs. And I was like, wow. Excuse? Excuse me? And like, just like kept walking. And I was like, oh, well, Happy Thanksgiving to you, ma'am. But, like, why a jerk off? There are so many better words you could use. (laughs) It was just, it's not even the fact that, like, she said it to me to hurt me that I still think about. It's the fact that she called me a jerk off specifically. (laughs) It's like, call me something that actually stings. Don't call me, like, it was weird. (laughs) 
<laughs> so specific. Yeah, so that's my uh, Thanksgiving memory from that year. Nice. I don't remember anything else about that Thanksgiving, but I remember that. Actually, we might have been together. It might have been like right before we like were together together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Can you believe there was a time before that? <laughs> no. I don't have memory of that time. <laughs> really? Because being in this fucking building every week brings back mine of... Well, you actually have, like, memories. <laughs> I don't have, well, like... I don't have, like, memories memories. You have a great memory. I you have, do, like... but, like, I wish that I remembered more, if that makes sense. I wish I could, like, relive things like it was, like, a, a movie that I could go back and just rewatch like, specific scenes and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But you definitely do remember more than most people do. You know what's been like, what's been cool this week Mm -hmm. that's been like really triggering a lot of memories in good ways. I know usually I say triggered and it's, (laughs) it's hazardous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's triggered a lot of good memories. Uh, Being around the kids this week and watching like the last day of school stuff with Mm -hmm. them. That's been, like, so lit to watch. <laughs> Those were the best days of school. They were. Field but... days or, like, you know, like, family fun nights or, like, just that last day of school. Yeah, they had, like, three field days in a row. Just thinking about it, like, just talking about it, it, like, brings up a feeling inside of me. It, like, makes me feel. Did you ever have any, like, really good field trips that you went on in, like, elementary or high school that, like, you always look back on and you're like, oh, that was that was really fun? Definitely, yeah. Anytime we went to... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime we went to, like, amusement parks. I think it was Darien Lake we went to in sixth grade once. And it was this... I remember it being this huge whoop because... (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, they wouldn't just, uh, you know, allow students to just go off with other students' parents. (laughs) But I had planned a sleepover with my two best friends. And um, our parents had talked about it amongst themselves. But you need an actual, like... Proof, oh, so no. the school will release these children into into your, uh, you know. Yeah, that is true. So, so I remember it was a big hoopla because my friends were um, coming home um, after with me. But we had such a good day wandering around. We felt so, like, free just walking around Fantasy Island um, on our own. And we had, like, a time, like, time frame to come back and, like, meet up just to make sure everyone was okay. But it was just such a fun day. And then we had, um, I think maybe that was, like, my first real, oh, no one of my first real sleepovers it was fun that is really fun and then i was in uh oh leaders in training um was uh literally just a group to learn how to be a leader and like leadership skills it took students who already had them and um were like suggested to to this group by their teachers right um, and I was one of them and, uh, we got, we did so much cool stuff. It was, we did like some social justice stuff, which was really cool. Um, like going out into the community and like doing cool things, doing food drives and like things like that. Um, but we also got every, it was like almost like a summer program. Um, yeah, it was a summer program. Um, I think I spent like a couple months of, uh, one of the summers I was in it, um, just like having so much fun and like going to the school every day. And, um, that was not even my school. It was an even cooler one. (laughs) And we did so much fun stuff. Um, but one of the best parts of it was that we did this big, uh, Darien Lake trip. 
That was the best. I don't even like like amusement parks like that. I definitely don't ride roller coasters or anything like that. But it was so it's better fun when and you're it, with your friends and when you're young and like in this big giant park and you have freedom to wander without an adult. Yeah, it's a cool feeling. I never got to go to like an amusement park as a field trip. That's really sad. Never, except for so my eighth grade trip, we went to Toronto, mm-hmm. um, and. When we went there, we went to Canada's Wonderland while we were up there. And it was the first and only time I've ever been there. And that was fun. But it was also – it was Memorial Day weekend and it was like unseasonably hot. So we had packed for like mild weather, mild medium weather. Mm-hmm. And it's boiling hot. Um, the f- thing we did before Canada's Wonderland was we went to this old like – renaissance village or something like <laughs> mm-hmm. by the and like some of the like houses in the exhibit had fires in them <laughs> and like people sitting in like layers of clothing and i was like how are you doing this right <laughs> <now>? <laughs> it must have been hell to be that those just actors some memories loose um but we went to canada's wonderland and the water park was still closed because mm-hmm. it didn't open until the next week uh-huh. so we're all dying of heat and the water park isn't open there was one ride that was like almost like a one of those like wa- like a flume or whatever but it didn't splash much on you but like all of us got in line for that and waited in like the 45 minute line because <laughs> we needed to it was it was one of those days where it was absolutely necessary but it's probably good we didn't theme park pools are gross and it's just nasty <laughs> to be around as an adult as a kid, they're the shit. Ugh. You like look over and there's like band aids near you oh. and, and like weird hairs and who knows a pair of panties. Ew, <laughs> child panties. Why would you? I shouldn't have said that. That's. <laughs> <laughs> child like bathing suits. How did we get mean? to this? How did I don't know. We were talking about theme parks, and then all of a sudden, you kind of oh, blacked out for a second. I think you knocked some memories loose. <laughs> Shout out to Da Vinci High School. Um, our high school senior trip was Disney World every year for like a number of years before I got there. What? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and it was always such a great time. And then we had some cuts and. Um, we lost some teachers my senior year, and we were the first class who didn't go to Disney World. What the hell? We didn't even get a senior trip, what period. A what a jet. We got nothing. We did not get a senior trip. Wow. So, yeah. I still have resentment, but... Yeah, that's definitely something to be resentful. That would have about, probably like. been a really cool story that I could have told you about at this point. <laughs> it, like, yeah, and like suddenly, like this crazy story comes out of that trip yeah. that you're like, "Oh, I'm going to remember this forever." That you don't, because you know. In college, though, my freshman year, we took the funnest trip to this <laughs> this like haunted hayride slash like trail you would just walk um (laughs) it was like about an hour away um we had a whole day of activities but that was our nighttime activity like it was totally dark out really cool land like this park and you would walk through and walk into the house and they would tell ghost stories but there were like actual actors and actresses oh cool 
you know, playing scenes and stuff when you, as you would walk in, Mm -hmm. um, there would even be people who were, um, outside in the darkness to scare you. So it was like a Halloween fall activity. (laughs) (laughs) There was this, (laughs) I don't even know what you're going to say. There was this old woman who, um, uh, some of them would play like a few characters, but I believe if I remember correctly, she was like the narrator. She followed us to a few homes. <laughs> this woman did not know her lines. Oh, no. <laughs> she was struggling through all. She was struggling through every part. But it was so funny because me and my friends were just cracking up laughing. Just and trying clowning to be, her the whole time. Yeah, trying to be, uh, you know, <laughs> secretive about it. Oh, my God. Good times. Yeah. Isn't that the worst? Have you ever had a moment on stage like that where you totally blanked on a line and No. You're lucky. I've like I've never been seriously in that moment, but Aaron Dandy is the one time I was on stage with her for Charlie Brown mm. and we went out for the scene and I don't know what happened. And I looked at her and I could not remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> I just I couldn't and like Finally, it came back to me. It was like it was like my brain was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on," and it like started like rifling through everything. Yeah. This is a like a special I've watched since I was a little kid. Right. Like I know every line of the show, regardless of being in it or not. <laughs> right. And like I could not. And when we got backstage, I apologized. I was like, "I don't know what happened." She was like, "You looked scared." No. I was like, "I was." <laughs> but you got it. Oh my god! But it it was. It was the worst feeling for a second, just not, just totally Yeah, it definitely not had knowing. like a scare, like just in a, in a moment, you know. It was that adrenaline being like, oh my God, like what happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. I, I just like, I must have been like thinking about something for a split second and then I came back to it and it was like, where are we? <laughs> oh, like. <laughs> my first improv show ever, the first scene I was in, I must not have taken a breath in a very long time and probably like locked my entire body. <laughs> and I looked over to my scene partner and I was like, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I like actually felt like I was going to faint. And I was like, Juliana, take a breath. Breathe. Oh my God. I didn't pass out, but thank God. Felt, felt it. That's the worst when you like hold your tension and you're not realizing Whoa. it. And just Mikey, when we got, uh, when me, him, and Jimmy got our tattoos in Florida, mm-hmm. he held his breath for the first five minutes of getting the <laughs> tattoo to the point where he started turning purple. Oh, and we were like, Mikey, you need to breathe. Like, you need to relax on that table and just breathe. That's too much. <laughs> like, I definitely feel that. But that's why Steve Vaughn always used to, in the past, tell me to, like, gumby up before every scene <laughs> he used to always be like you're stiff you're too stiff like you need to stop doing that or whatever and uh at the time too when i was taking stage combat i was like lifting a lot of weights i was doing weights all the time and um at the end of the semester when it was time to do our finals he was like he's like i want you to stop lifting weights for six weeks and i was like i literally can't like i can't like go and like do that or whatever and then the one day I like cheated and got two workouts in the one week and uh, I came in to do the scene and he uh, he's critiquing me and he goes, you were working out again, weren't you? And I was like, no. And he's like, yes, you were. And I was like, no, no, I absolutely wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I like had a fake totally was, but he saw right 
through it because I used to just stand like some henchman from a superhero movie all the time. It'd be like that. Oh my god, I saw him at the park the other day, and for those in either Buffalo or listening that don't know Steve Vaughn, he's a longtime friend of mine, and uh, he is a stage combat expert in Buffalo. And it's just, he's such a character. But I was walking with him, and for the show in the park right now, I have this little microphone that I wear on my side. So I have a microphone I have the whole time. So I turned it all the way up, and I'm like, I'm like talking or whatever. And, uh, and I said so, I said something to Steve, and he was like, he was like, oh, so you think you're probable? I was like, yeah, I got a mic on. I was like, you have to listen to me now. The tables have turned or whatever. He's like, oh, is that so? It was really funny. We're like laughing back and forth at each other. Did he like body check you after that? <laughs> Not like he normally does. If he did, I'd probably go flying. As Not a, like he normally does. As a solid man. <laughs> um, so Father's Day was this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we spent the day with our respective fathers. Our respective Carlos. Our respective Carlos. <laughs> um, I went to see my dad. It had been a minute since we had hung out. Uh, and I got in. My family does this thing, first of all, where I'll go in the house and I'll be like, hello. And, like, no one's there. <laughs> Just like, okay, like, what's going on? But my dad had been upstairs, so he came down, and uh, I had a card for him, so I gave him the card, and uh, mm-hmm. I sat in the living room, and he had one of his personal favorite movies on, and I want to know what you think of this movie. Um, he had the original X-Men Origins Wolverine on. Yeah. With uh, Hugh Jackman, Lieb Schreiber, and yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. What's your opinion on that movie? That's like m- not my favorite X-Men movie at all. Probably like my least favorite. So I clowned him because that's the least favorite of mine too. <laughs> it's, and I love Wolverine. Like that's saying something. It's god awful. It's so bad. It's pretty bad. It's such a bad movie. And I lo- I, he came back in and I go, of all the superhero movies you could watch, you're, you have this one on, and he goes, "This is like my favorite X Men that they've ever too done." Bad. And he was, but he. So, one thing I will say about my dad is he's he's a sucker for like like corny action films. Mm. Like he's a sucker for that. He <laughs> loves that. Um, but he was also like he's like I like the origin because it's like it's what I remember as a kid. And he was like, I think the story is cool of him, like, becoming Wolverine and, like, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, and I was like, but at the same point, I was like, that's your favorite? I was like, I was like, even with Logan being out there? And he was like, Logan may be the other favorite that I have. And I was like, okay, like, that's redeemable. the other favorite, though. But here's, his thing was, so he said he dislikes Logan because it's, or partially dislikes it because it's the end of Hugh Jackman. And like he uh, yeah. said, that's that's one of the reasons he because it's like it gives it a finality. Like, oh, like he's he's really done. But like you see, I feel like that can't alter your judgment of the movie itself, though. I know. Well, it it really doesn't. But it, it's it's it, it. I I just don't know why Wolverine is the one he picks out of all of them. <laughs> 
there's so many other good ones. Yeah, that's really too bad. Deadpool enough for me ruins that movie. Like the <laughs> the version they do of that. <laughs> to the point where Ryan Reynolds now makes fun of it himself. <laughs> Like, all the time. And to the point where you see the versions he does now and you're like, what were they thinking when they went for this? I don't know. Hugh Jackman was the perfect Logan, though, for every movie. For every single one. He... I love him so much. I know you just love the X-Men in general, but he was perfectly cast Mm -hmm. out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Except, in the comics, he's really supposed to be, like, five foot three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you have to exaggerate that I in the movie. I couldn't see anyone else being Wolverine. No. Nobody else. And, like, all the way through, like, his evolution all the way through is so perfect with it. Mm-hmm. Like, in that first one where he, uh, after he fights Mystique, and Mystique's pretending to be him, when they, he meets back up with the group and... Uh, Scott Summers is about to blast it with the eat. He's like, <laughs> he's like, whoa, 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 it's me. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, prove it. He's like, you're a dick. He's like... <laughs> Okay, and like and like they keep going, like it's it's those interactions like that are what make the X Men. Now I want to watch them. I know all from the beginning. Let's do that. We should. We can. Yeah, I have sure. all of them. I'm pretty sure. I think I have every single one at home. They're just such a cool superhero group. I wish they would get Fantastic Four right because I think you'd like them just as much. There's time too. There's time, There's but they keep fucking too. up. The the I I don't know what they'll do at this point. Um, I don't know if I ever so <clears throat> flying to Rwanda on that second flight. Um, so I don't know if you remember when I went, but uh, the first flight was Toronto to Ethiopia. We went the whole way, and I could kind of watch whatever I wanted through that. And um, I remember I used that flight to watch Ant Man because they had it on the flight, and I hadn't seen it yet. And it was <laughs> God, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um. But then on the flight from Ethiopia to Kigali, which is the capital of Rwanda, um, they had an in-flight movie, and it was the last Fantastic Four they made with Michael B. Jordan. Mm. And (laughs) I remember I hadn't seen it yet, and I had heard how bad it was. And I didn't have a headphone jack to listen to the movie because you need the headphones for it. It was just on the overhead. Mm -hmm. And I'm just listening to J. Cole and I'm watching this movie. And I'm just looking and like reading their lips and watching how everything's playing out. And I said out loud, this movie's absolutely terrible. (laughs) It was that bad that I didn't even have to hear it to know it was bad. That's sad. They had this moment of the thing falling out of a plane through a tent in the trailer of that movie. And it was like the coolest part of the trailer that they did. And it wasn't in the movie. (laughs) They just cut it out of the movie. Twilight did that to us. See, I never got that much into Twilight to realize that. <laughs> it's about to be back on Netflix. I'm going to get fall so hard into into the world. <laughs> so what's what's the best and what's the worst one of that series? The worst? Well, my least favorite book was New Moon, which is the second one. Mm-hmm. My favorite book is Between Eclipse or The Last. The best movie is... I mean, they get they they slowly get better 
as the movies go on. Well, they had more of a budget as they the slowly get on. less painful as the movies go on. <laughs> slowly, slowly. <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw a trailer for that first Twilight. They were playing it like on Fox at like eleven thirty at night after like a rerun of The Simpsons. Like that's how low budget it was, and it was when the books had like. It was when I had first heard people really starting to talk about the books. Man. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, there's a movie for this now apparently. And it looked terrible. Like the first one when you look back at it, you're like, wow, we have come a long way. The grasp that that series had on my life, on most people's lives. I read the book book early on because Carlos read it first, my brother, and then my sister read it. And then I got it and read it fast. And the movie came out shortly after. And I was like, this is the single greatest thing to ever happen to me. But you're still not through the Harry Potters. (laughs) But you're still like, if you love the Twilight, you would love. I know that. You don't have to attack me. I know. But like, I just, I'm always so adamant because I know how big of a fan you'd be if like you got the whole I story. I already rather. am a huge Harry Potter fan. I know, I but like I'm telling you, it would double. I can't believe you're dragging me about not finishing. I'm not dragging you about it. I'm encouraging you dragging. on the record. Oh my God. I'm going to finish them 100%. I just need the time, which is something that I have not had. That's fair. I could, that's agreeable. See, that's all you have to say. You don't have to look at me like I'm stabbing you or throwing things at you. You don't have to attack me, Dan. I'm not attacking you. Why would I ever attack you? I'm just loud. Yeah, you are. I'm way too loud constantly. Never when you need to be. Any other time, it's mumble, mumble, mumble. Mumbler. You just don't listen hard enough. That's not true. No, we can get into this right now. I'm a wonderful listener. You, you're a good listener. You just don't turn up the volume on the hearing aids when you need to. That's not. Now you're attacking me because I have poor hearing. Do you <laughs> hear this? I'm not. You have poor hearing when I talk perfectly normal and loud and project and sing with my beautiful Dan is voice. A mumbler, one hundred percent of the time. And no, 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 no. That's not true. Like, yeah, he, not he does get really loud. He is a really loud talker without even realizing it. Um, well, that's one of the reasons I mumble because of the time he's a mumbler and expects me to just hear the, the impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You hear the impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while we're on this subject, Ricky brought up something last week that I haven't asked you about. So we were talking about Saw, and we were talking about the Saw series. Mm-hmm. So we were on Best and Worst of Twilight. What are the best and worst movies in the Saw franchise? Oh, I couldn't tell you. I'm so sorry. No. I thought you've seen most of them. Though. I've seen all of them, but I genuinely could not tell you. They all just mesh into the same You don't have thing one that like, stands out in particular? No, I is... wish I did. No? It's been a while since I've watched through that series. So, yeah, I was saying the second one is my favorite, the one where Donnie Wahlberg first comes in. I remember in. liking the second and third a lot, but I could I could not tell you anything that happens in those movies. Yeah, that's fair. Could not. Well, the first one, the first one's always iconic because it's the guy sawing his foot off. Mm-hmm. And that's what put the series on the map. The second's the one with 
Donnie Wahlberg when he starts, and it's Donnie. like all the people in the house, and they're locked in, and the mm-hmm. poison's going through. That one's my favorite by that far. That one has some sick parts. That one has some really the needle pit. Oh, oh. not the needle. That's exactly the, that's the only thing I thought about when I just said that. Yeah. But, like, the fact that he just tosses is, her in. That oh. is, like, the worst nightmare. Oh. Yeah, that's bad. Um, but, like, yeah, and the, and the twist at the end of that one, I was saying that they never should have brought him back for those next couple of movies, Donnie Wahlberg. They never should have brought him back. <laughs> they should have just left it in that second one where he's locked in that basement from the first and that Amanda girl that's um, Jigsaw's apprentice leaves him there and shuts the door, and that's the last you see of him. Like, I wish that would have happened. But unfortunately, the franchise has to take a life of its own mm-hmm. and run away with everything because it just mm-hmm. needs to get gorier and bloodier every time. Yeah. It's funny watching the seventh one now because it's when the 3D era was running wild and, like, everybody was putting out movies in 3D. And what a time. there are specific moments where you're watching it and you're like, oh, yeah, they just did this because of the 3D effect. Of yeah, the movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, like, there's this very specific last clip where, like, saw blade? It, the saw blade where he's tossing it at the camera and it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is supposed to be coming right at oh, you right now. Oh, it sliced me. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was do you remember that there was a time for everything though like everything was showing either in regular or 3D oh, even God. if it wasn't supposed awful to be awful for glasses wearers I'm just saying yeah and there's there's certain things like I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Avatar with the blue people oh have you I seen have. it you have <laughs> I have does that movie freak you out or something um I just have a really unpleasant experience of the first time I watched it. What is going on in North Tonawanda right now? What? There's like a car alarm going off. There's like dogs barking in the background. Are we like, is there like a turf war happening here? What is going on? <laughs> I don't know. It's turf war. Um, but what, what's your traumatic memory about Avatar? Most of it was just that I really didn't enjoy the movie. And then um, while watching it the entire time, I was at my cousin's house having a sleepover. And I had to sit on the hardwood floor for like the three hours that the movie dragged on. And my back hurt so bad. My body was sore. And it was so long. And I didn't like it. That's it. <laughs> That's the story. That's your traumatic memory from it. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be like I, see I went to again. see it with a man, and on the way home, he made it pass at me, so I slapped him, and he left me at the side of the road. Mm-hmm. So, and then it started raining, and I was walking home, and I don't give men the time of day to ever <laughs> get in a situation like that. Anyway, the movie Avatar is meant to be seen in three D. For sure, 100%. It's meant to be seen in a comfortable chair. Well, yeah, because it's three hours long. But that <sighs> that movie like, was specifically built to watch in 3D almost. Like some of the world effects and stuff, when I saw it, I was like, this is absolutely worth the price of like seeing it like this. I think that's why it was such a big deal at the time. Yeah, but um, when I saw, like, when I saw Avengers... 
I saw it three times, and the one time I just went and saw it in 3D with somebody just because it was an option, Mm -hmm. and it made no difference. (laughs) It made zero difference. And I remember watching it and being like, I'm just watching Avengers right now. Like, that's all it is. But everybody had that option. They were like, oh, you could see it this, or you could see it in 3D, or you could do this. It was money grub. (laughs) It was a money grub. And you gave into it. I mean, yeah. You grubbed. Young, dumb, and broke except woke enough to buy a movie i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know where i, I was got, going with i that. got what you were going i got picked up where, uh, what i was putting down. down that's why i love you <laughs> love you too yeah because you get what i'm saying when i'm just like rambling and coherently like an you're better at that than i am rambling no like putting the pieces of what i'm thinking and trying to oh, communicate yeah. together i know I mean, it's a good thing to have, though, because I need that, too, and you're good with that. Yeah. Um, okay, who looks the worst out of everybody that did the Friends reunion? <laughs> I mean, Ross looks like he's going through it. <laughs> Ross aged really poorly. I think David Schwimmer's just, like, fat and happy at this point. David Schwimmer looks... I'm really, I'm um, just, yeah, I hope he's doing well. No, no, no. Maybe. Well, David Schwimmer. We're not David Schwimmer. Uh, I, uh, I, I heard David Schwimmer and thought Chandler for some reason. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, um, Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry um, he looks so old. Drugs will do that to you. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't mean it in that sense, but it's so well documented what he went through with everything and like how traumatic everything was for them. Yeah. Um, And it... You can tell, and it's true with everybody, it just wears down on your face and your looks and, like, your body feels the physical effects of doing that after a Genuinely, while. like, the one thing that stuck with me and that I kept thinking about after watching the Friends reunion, which is a show that the two of us love so much. I love Friends. And spend so much time watching. Friends. My siblings love it. We grew up watching it. Um, one of the things that I took from it, uh, I just, like, thought about it a lot when was when Matthew Perry, Chandler... Uh, was saying how um, if he didn't get a laugh or if the studio audience didn't give him the laugh he he wanted, he like felt like he was going to die sometimes. Mm. That's just so crazy. Like that is that is enough. That is it. That is all you need to fall into. You know, what you, went yeah, you can spiral just, and like fall into bad habits doing it's, that. It's yeah, just I guess especially maybe. when you go from somebody who he had a little bit of a career before and he was getting some work Mm -hmm. but he goes from little to all of a sudden being on the number one sitcom like in network history for a really long time yeah and like all of a sudden you're like getting that like national attention and everything that puts you in a whole different frame of mind i feel like um people like courtney cox and uh David Schwimmer, because they had had experience in the realm and a lot of it, I feel like they were better prepared yeah. to like kind of not like not totally prepared, mind you, but better prepared mm-hmm. to like know that, OK, this is going to be a big jump and like kind of adapt and like do things and stuff like that. But, you know, going from little work to all of a sudden that that's. That's so crazy. That puts an enormous amount of pressure. I can only imagine, at least. Work or not, I mean, just the pressure of theater, acting, TV, 
being an actor, that's so that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a commitment and it requires really really strong will. Mm-hmm. Um who do you think The ladies obviously look amazing. Duh, surprise surprise. Well, yeah. And we can we can agree Jennifer Aniston looks the best out of everybody, right? She's so amazing. Man, we woman. We don't even have to com- like I don't even feel the need to compare people's you know, what they look like physically, but Who do you think still watches it the most? Um I don't know. I think Phoebe was saying that she watches it with her family or her daughter's watching through it or something. So probably her. I The ones who have kids probably because this is about the time where they were yeah, like teenagers. Just. I could agree with that. Um, but when Matt LeBlanc was talking about it and talking about old episodes. Oh, yeah. It seemed fresh in his mind. <laughs> I feel like it was fresh in his mind. And I also feel like – so I feel like he watches it the most, like, with that being said. But I also feel like he misses it the most, too. Yeah. You could tell. I feel like he was just, like, he looks back and he was like, that was the best time of my yeah. entire life. And it like and not in a way where it was like, oh, I should have capitalized more. He just loved it. He yeah. And, like, when he was saying it was um, – to his kid about something that was going on in one of the episodes and describing how he was describing it. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, it it was so genuine and so cool to see you at that. Yeah. Oh, such it's a, such good, a show. good special. It's weird to think that I thought that, that Rembrandt st- song stood out on its own before that show and it became the theme. I never associated the fact that it was on the billboard charts with the fact that it was because <laughs> of friends. Isn't it weird? Makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, do you think that, like, Into the Thick of It is rising up the charts right now <laughs> because of how much play it's 100%. getting? 100%. Julie has been on a backyard against kick okay. because of TikTok, and it's taking over my life, and <laughs> I would love to say it's ruining my life. But now I just keep thinking of Into the Thick of It and yeah, like jamming it in my head. I do not listen to it on my own. Seriously lying right I now. I send you snaps of me like doing weird things to it or something like he that. He puts it on and listens to it. You don't know that. You're not there. I'm, I'm not judging you or blaming you. I mean, I it's, the song slap. So. <laughs> Ahoy there. You are such a weirdo. Um. <laughs> what were your um because i'm interested to hear this because it's weird that three years of difference between us kind of offsets everything just a little bit mm-hmm. what were the childhood shows you had like nick jr shows like cartoon network Damn, shows let's go one by one okay nickelodeon we had spongebob um fairly odd parents Danny Phantom. Wait, was he Dan- was Danny Phantom Nickelodeon? Yeah. Okay. Oh god, I love that show. Um Watched iCarly for a, a good while. Um, iCarly was a good show. I'm missing a big one. That was a good era. That was like right so when I was like little little like 5 it would be we grew up during the best period of Disney. Ever. We we Disney really did. Was thriving. Disney, Cartoon Network, Nick, all those shows were just the best. Oh my God, um, the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, the original Powerpuff Courage. Girls was amazing. Courage is um, amazing. Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo. Dexter's Lab. 
Bravo. And Johnny babes. Bravo is a big Don't forget deal. Babes. Um, <laughs> it's just... I was never a big Ed Ed and Eddie fan. It was see that was the childhood version of man humor for me. That was that's where I get my dumb sense of humor from, <laughs> and I I just love it. Those jawbreakers that are like insanely bigger than you could possibly imagine anything being. I never thought it was funny. It was always so obnoxious to me. Oh my God. It's so funny. Especially when you learn their personalities and just the fact that like <laughs> Double D's real smart. Eddie's the one who's always getting them in trouble and Ed is just dumb as hell. <laughs> like he's the dumbest character they've ever put on television. <laughs> he's so stupid and I genuinely just love it. He literally just runs around like, oh, 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 I wish I could like pretend that wasn't his laugh. <laughs> But that's like exactly how they made it. Yeah, that, like that kid with the retainer, that like Jimmy, the one that that like went around his entire head like it was an orbit, like that that shaped me. Mm-hmm. I could get how you wouldn't think that that was funny though. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, Rugrats, the original Rugrats. Mm-hmm. I know you're. I really do want to give the new one a chance. Part of me just like doesn't feel ethical about it though. I mean, it's not for me. I I hope that who it is for those people enjoy. Yeah, I hope the kids like it. I I hope kids like it so that they get a sense of what we grew up with, like yeah. in some semblance, which they never will. But you know, they they can dream at least. Um, Jimmy Neutron was my shit. Oh, I love Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron had the best stock characters you could yeah, possibly. Yeah, they really did. Yeah, <laughs> that show had some really good characters. Um, Sheen is me. Because uh, he was always running around with Ultra Lord, and I was always running around with like Batman action figures and shit. <laughs> I could see you being either on the Libby train big time mm-hmm. because she's your POC in that show, uh, and then probably a little Cindy in there. You probably had a little lot of Cindy in there. Because I could see you being that girl in, like, grade school that liked a boy and would tease them because you liked them. Yeah. Is that who you were? Yeah. Yeah. That seems entirely right. Mm Mm-hmm. I still do it with you. Yeah, you still do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you still do. Shane, can you go get my llama? (laughs) Joe Rusi does the best... Carl Weezer I've ever heard in my entire did he ever do that for yes. you in the dressing room during West Side? Yeah, I definitely heard it. Thomas would make him like sing songs in that voice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's one of the best uh I I think I talked about this with you like a few weeks ago. The fact that like the voice casting on that was so good too. Like the fact that Patrick Stewart is the main alien in the movie when they do the Jimmy Neutron movie. <laughs> it's we did get the best era of cartoons. And, like, then you've got Fairly Odd Parents, which just forget about oh God, it. that show. That show. Such a big part of my childhood. Did you ever watch the Jimmy Timmy Power Hours when they came on? Yes. <laughs> Those were, like, mind-blowing back in the day because all of a sudden it's your two favorite shows, two totally different animations blending into each other. Yeah. I think that was the coolest part of the whole thing was seeing how they were animated differently on each side. That's so cool. I don't know. I'm just like a sucker for art like that. Mm-hmm. And all those themes are bops, no matter which ones you go to. <laughs> I want to just go to a party or a club where they just play all of our childhood theme songs. Yeah. Shows and things like that. Well, speaking of that, 
So we were talking uh, before we got on today, and we wanted to talk about a few things Mm -hmm. that we've been thinking of and wanted to debate a little bit. (laughs) And we were talking about movie soundtracks. Oh, yeah. And and which ones are like goat level ones, which ones are like kind of eh and like are disappointing. I don't even know where to start because I've been thinking about. I've you been... start with goat level, which is Tarzan. Tarzan. We we agreed on that originally. For it's just it when it... Phil did not have to do all of that, he but didn't. he did that for us. He did that for us. He a hundred percent did that. My for man's us. went in. I saw <laughs> I saw a meme recently. I love like memes about. Phil Collins just going hard on the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> it's just a man playing a piano like really aggressively. It's just a photo though. And the piano is on fire. <laughs> and it said Phil Collins making the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> and that's it. That that it's fire. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> just that, so good. That does sum it up, but like the thing with that soundtrack for me is it's so perfect with the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. the most gorgeous soundscape. He understood for that movie. the assignment, and then you listen to it on its own, and you're like, "This is still just oh, as good." Like just as so. <laughs> um, one of my favorite Tarzan related stories, and it kind of shouldn't be. So I went uh, out one Saturday night in college, and like everybody had been getting sick around that point. So I was around a bunch of people and I'd like show an event. I felt fine. I woke up and I had earnest rehearsal the next day and I woke up and I immediately like ran to the bathroom and vomited because I just like it wasn't even I hadn't been out partying. I hadn't been doing things like that. I just was like genuinely sick and, and hung out with people who were sick and well, who had been Made within the, the past couple of weeks to hang out with people who had been sick. But like if I was your stage manager, I would have been pissed at you and judging you hard. Well, my stage manager was out too. So, um, anyway, disappointed in you all. Will you let me finish my story? <laughs> yeah, you can. Can you not scold me for something that happened like six <laughs> years ago? Now, go back in time and do better. Thank okay, you for sorry. that. Go ahead. That's go going to keep go me ahead, up ahead, tonight with ahead. my anxiety. No. Um, just needed to guilt you for a second. Okay. Um, but. I was really sick. I went to rehearsal. I was like, it was one of those sicknesses that. I was just cold and I was shivering the whole time and I felt weak because there's like nothing in my stomach. And I texted my mom because I was living at Buff State at the time and I was like, I was like, Mom, can I come home and just like hang out at the house tonight? And like, just not like, I was like, I'm just not feeling good. And she was like, Yeah, come home. So after Ernest, I drove to my house and she like, she like had had dinner made for the family and she gave me some and I was like trying to put like a little bit down and she put on Tarzan which was the worst because I was so sick it was the worst movie to put on at the time (laughs) because two two and a half minutes in I'm listening to Two Worlds One Family (laughs) and sobbing (laughs) and I'm watching the origins of both sides and I'm going I'm like his parents didn't even have a chance (laughs) it wasn't even fair they like they just want to take care of their kid what What a scary intro as a child to watch yeah goddamn, but so lit at the same time lit yeah but man I that was haunting for me for a while 
it gets more haunting when you're older because you're not putting together some of the things mm-hmm. where, as much when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Like you understand that his parents are dead mm-hmm. and you understand that it was Sabor. But you don't you like, don't realize like the severity, like the yeah. paw prints, like the slashes that you see like later on. But then it gets lit when he's like rolling down the netting and Kala's like going mm-hmm. after him and like 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 all that it, like it immediately like that's the crazy thing about Disney and like say what you will about them, they're so smart with planning their movies and and things like that mm-hmm. is it's still so sinister but kid friendly at the same time mm-hmm. like the fact that and this is something i put together with mulan recently is um in the original with the animated you've got all that singing 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 and then they're doing a girl worth fighting for and they get to that burnt village mm-hmm. that's like smoking and like they'd killed the whole town there was no more music from that point in the movie onward. Like, because all of a sudden it's like, (laughs) shit's getting real. Mm -hmm. And it's like those little things that they think about that make those movies so well-crafted and so brilliant sometimes. But Phil makes it brilliant for Tarzan too. What a man. But did you ever see Brother Bear? I have not, no. I do know, that's the crazy thing about it. Oh my God. That one's probably fire too. It's... Um, So I've only like seen and heard bits and pieces but that that movie is an emotional roller coaster you know how bad it was so this is how bad of an emotional roller coaster it was (laughs) when I first saw it my mom was out doing something that night. So, like, my dad was babysitting or I was watching my brothers or something like that. I was still, like, relatively young, but I know my dad was was around. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it with my brothers. And <laughs> I remember getting to a point in the movie. I can't spoil anything because, like, I still do want you to see it at some point. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point and it was, like, getting, like, really like emotional to watch for me in particular to the point where I got 15 minutes towards the end of the movie. And I was like, when my mom sees this movie, she is going to cry her eyes out. (laughs) And I don't know if I want her watching this. (laughs) Like, and then like a day or two later, she watched it with my brothers bawling. (laughs) For the last 20 minutes straight, she was just like crying through the hole. But it's so – it's another one where it's just so well put together mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. that it, it, it just strikes you in the right ways. It's really good. Mm. They they walked so that like Pixar movies could fly at this point. <laughs> um, OK. So we've got that covered. That's definitely a GOAT soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about the Black Panther soundtrack today. Oh. That has to be goaded at this point. Definitely. You haven't even seen Black Panther, though, still, right? Yeah, I'm going to put you on blast on here because you need to start seeing some of these. Okay, let me ask you that. Have you seen Black Panther? Have you? Okay, so anyway. uh... He's going to fight you. Good. Fight me right on here. It'll get us more listeners. I haven't seen more than a couple Marvel movies. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. I literally don't watch them. I'm not ready to. I need to be 
ready. I wish y'all could have seen the and look I'm she just gave me. Because you just you are just attacking me over and I'm over. not attacking. Wow. We're having polite and pleasant conversation this on this. This isn't pleasant. Okay, well, Black Panther's one I have on DVD, so that's one we should watch. I am very extremely familiar with the soundtrack, and it, it is in, indeed a goat. Next. Well, let's talk more about the about the soundtrack, at least. Okay. <laughs> but um, Kendrick, just like anything he writes at this point, is going to be just brilliant gold. material start to finish. Like gold. And anybody he puts on it. But like that whole – the whole production of it mm-hmm. and it just being really hip-hop based because you don't see tons of hip-hop based soundtracks out there. But the ones that are really good are really, really good. Like his, the Eight Mile one's really good. Um, Straight out of Compton, when that movie came out, that soundtrack was good because not only did it incorporate uh, old hip hop songs and classic ones, mm-hmm. but it also included old R and B soul songs that um, that Dr. Dre sampled for some of his songs, like some of the stuff that inspired him. So that's a cool blend of both with that. But just uh oh man, that that Black Panther soundtrack, especially after Chadwick Boseman died, it just hits you different now too. Mm. Um okay, so let's move on cuz I can see you're you're visibly upset with me and we should wrap soon before you kill me on the air. Um what so what else did you think of like during that uh, during this time that we've discussed it. What are, what are some of the ones that stand out for you as really good ones? That's hard. I, I really can't think of any at the moment. Have you ever heard the Big Chill soundtrack? No. So I don't know if you've ever seen the Big Chill at all. Um, it's it, it's a really good movie. I've only seen bits and pieces of it. Um, but it's just a bunch of like classic songs like uh, My Girl, A Whiter Shade of Pale. Mm. Um, it just like all these... All these, all these great oldies, um, "Joy to the World," the Jeremiah was the bullfrog song, mm-hmm. all those ones, and uh, it's really, really well. My mom used to listen to it, um, like cooking or cleaning or doing whatever. So I grew up on that one, and every time I hear it, it just gives me the same feelings. With it. it's just a that one's really good because it's a bunch of really well put together like oldie tracks. That you could just vibe to no matter yeah. what. That's how I feel about Pretty in Pink. That's a really good soundtrack. Ooh, yeah. That one's really good, too. Uh, I feel like ones like – I don't like including ones like um, – what's um what's the, the Beatles movie? Uh, is it Yesterday? Love? No, um, the other – there's another one. Um, Hard Day's Night. Is that one? The musical you're talking about that like it- – I don't know. Whatever I'm thinking of, like any any ones, I guess that relate to the actual band mm. that they just do like the band songs. It's like, yeah, like that's cool, but we have greatest hits albums for that. Just say you hate Mamma Mia and go on with. I'm it. not saying I hate Mamma Mia at all. That's different. Is it? Because that's exactly what you just described. It's different than that. I'm saying like Bohemian Rhapsody, where it would be like. I know it's hard. It's hard to answer this question because I don't know to what it, like I don't know what counts and what doesn't. I feel like everything counts. If it's a movie, it counts. Like one of my favorite ones is, oh god, it's the Pokemon the first movie soundtrack. But just like that one's like the pop elements that they put in it inspired all my taste for pop at this point. 
the scores to Harry Potter and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, those holy are great soundtracks. Holy, I can identify that. I mean, obviously Harry Potter, you can identify, but like, if I hear a Pirates of the Caribbean song start playing, that's how the movie Gladiator is. Is it's this very Jurassic. like, it's very like orchestral and mm-hmm. like powerful but like mm-hmm. you could pick it out from anywhere yeah like it's it's really gorgeous in those senses i love talking about music with you because you have like a really good perspective on it mm-hmm. it's it is fun listening to because you have a lot of similar tastes that i do but you like just different enough things that it exposes me to cool stuff and vice versa i would not like as sharon as much if it weren't for you mm-hmm. and i'm so thankful that i do because he's absolutely incredible yeah yeah that fallout boy fallout boy you definitely got me way more into oh good that's that's panic and i know a lot of panic things but not as much you've known a good bit of fallout boy i know but i wouldn't know as much without you Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be the person i am without you i guess i'm trying to say that's cute me too yeah all right you about ready to go eat yeah, I need to eat. Yeah, something. let's go eat some food. Where can people find you? Spicy nugs on my mind. Remind them. Um, you can find me. Um, you know what? You don't. You don't even need to find me. I'm trying to get off of social media. I don't want any reason to be staying there. That's fair. Find me in person, in the flesh. We can have a chat. We can have a coffee. We can have a spaghetti. We, you know, a spaghetti. We can have a face-to-face conversation. How about that? Catch me. Catch me in Kenmore Village. Catch me. Catch me outside. Catch me outside anyway. How about, How about that? that? How about that? I mean, that's fair to say you're staying off social media. I'm trying to. I'm not succeeding entirely, but I want to slowly and surely pick one by one away. Yeah. Um, you can find us at Average Ordinary Pod on Instagram and on Facebook for the actual username. And then on Twitter, we're Average Ord Pod. Um, you can email us with any questions or guest suggestions at averageordinarypod at gmail.com. Um, register for Shakespeare in Delaware Park to come see Ooh-hoo. us over there for a Midsummer Night's Walk or Shakespeare and Love, which <laughs> is a collection of famous love scenes from Shakespeare plays. And uh, our guest from last week, Ricky Needham, is killing it on there. In front of the show, Dan Ertz is killing it on there as well. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check them out. If you want to be led by me on tour at Shakespeare in Delaware Park dot org, go to the register and select uh, either July 28th at 8 p.m., uh, July 29th, 7 p.m. and 8.30, uh, August 3rd at 6.30, 8 p.m., August 4th, 7 o'clock, 8.30, August 5th, 7.30, August 10th, 6.30 and 8 p.m., August 11th, 7 p.m. and 8.30, and closing night, 7.30 p.m., uh, 21 spots on that one. So there's a lot of room Ooh. on a lot of them still. Did you get that? So check them out. Go th- if you need to listen to those dates again, rewind 15 seconds and just listen again. And register. It's free. I didn't even mention that last time. Um, support Shakespeare in Delaware Park because they're amazing for the Buffalo community and do – incredible things for them and support the amazing actors and the amazing uh production team that goes into all that for now uh stay hydrated stay rested have a great week take care of your mental health and just love the people around you 
Be happy. Babe, as always, you're welcome back anytime you want. And I love you. Love you. And we will talk to you guys next Saturday. Bye. Bye.